All right, welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I'm so excited to be into part two of God, do only what you can do. God, I give you permission, I give you my life, and I choose for you to do only what you can do in my life and in every life that I come in contact with. Man, I begin to wonder how powerful a mindset of faith like that can become. I wonder how many times we've prayed the prayers that we pray, but we really don't acknowledge this incredible opportunity for God to do what only He can do and to really ask Him to do those things, not even knowing what they are not having any preconceived idea of what the outcome will be other than God, have your will in my life. God, do what only you can do. And God, manifest yourself in your power to accomplish that in my life. I'm going to read the anthem scripture we kicked off with last week, found in Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. It says, when I think of all the things you have done, I fall on my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love his true love, and keep you strong. Not just make you strong, but, but keep you strong. And, you, and, and may you have the power to understand all God's people, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ Though it is too great to understand in its fullness, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God, where He can do what only He can do. Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work in us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ever ask or think. More than we could use our brain to, to comprehend. There's three kinds of knowing in this life. There's what I know that I know, like 2 plus 2 equals 4. I know that I know that. There's, there's what I, 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 I know that I don't know. I, don't, I know that I do not know who my niece will marry. I know that, but I don't know who it is. But the third kind of knowing is the kind of knowing that they're talking about in the Scripture. And it is to, 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 to understand that there are things I don't know that I don't know because I haven't really opened myself up, myself up to that. And sometimes we, we, we're afraid of letting go of the way things were, are in our minds because we don't know what we don't know about what we don't know. But I'm telling you, there's a lot more that you don't, that you don't know than there is that you know. 
And sometimes you got to let go of what you know and what's best for you and your plan and how it's all going to roll out because I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that and this is the rule for this and that's the rule for that and we're not going to make any changes here and we're on, on railroad tracks going somewhere. And I'm here to tell you that that is a way of living that will limit you in every possible way. Because God knows what God knows in His omnipotence and His all-powerfulness, and He is trying to get that to you. But because we get so rigid in our thinking, so rigid in our habits, so rigid in, in the way things have to be, that we lose perspective on how powerful God is. And I'll tell you as a qualifier right here, right now, that when you start to operate in this mindset of God do what only you can do, and you see your whole life through that lens that God do what only you can do, there is going to come some change. And if you're not careful, you're going to want to hold on to the old way of living. God's going to try to open a window of heaven through His love over your life, and you're going to try to restrict it because this is the way things are. I think all of us in our lives are guilty of putting God in a box and saying, God, this, this is what you are in my life. And, and we put this box on a shelf and we only grab it when we need it. And then, then again, it's just, God, you, you have to work this way. And God goes, no, I don't work that way. I, I cannot work that way. That is finite. I am infinite, infinite. I am without boundaries. I, I am all-powerful, and, uh, and I am omnipotent. And I want to bring my omnipotence into your world, into your life. But it's going to take you to choose that every day of your life. I'll tell you what, this is some good preaching that can set you free, get you out of the anxiety, out of the depression, out of the frustration that you're creating in your life, and allow God to do what only God to do. Let Him sort it out. Let Him have His role in your life. You've given Him your life if you're a Christian. You've made Him the Lord of your life. You depend on the salvation to bring you from here to eternity. But what about right here, right now? What about the perfecting that he wants to do like we talked about last week in 2 Samuel? What about that process of perfecting you, making you perfect through the finished work of Jesus Christ? I want to read this scripture to you. It's found in Matthew 22, 23 through 29. And it says, that same day Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, who were religious leaders of the day, who say there is no resurrection from the dead. You see, they don't understand that God can do what only God can do, okay? And they posed the question, teacher, Moses said that if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there are seven brothers, the oldest one married, then died without children, so his brother married the widow, but the second brother also died, and the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us whose wife she will be in the resurrection, for all seven were married to her. Now, this is how... How we reason things, right? These are the rules that we organize and that we set up in our lives. 
And I'm about to read you the punch scripture here to, to, to really help you understand that it isn't about all these, these rules and, and this and that and the other and then this happened and that happened and, and then so when all this happened and it happened this way, then, then what? You see, that is such finite thinking. And it's such limited thinking. And it's such a focus on what they knew rather than what God knows. And I love Jesus' reply in verse 29. He says, Jesus replied, your mistake is that you do not know the scriptures and you do not know the power of God. I believe that is all of our mistakes right now. It, when we're frustrated, when we're anxious, when we're depressed, when we're worried, when we're in fear, and, and all of this stuff and it is just building and building and building. Listen, you could plug your story into what these, these uh, Sadducees said and said, if this, then that, and this, that, and the other, then what, God? Like, like then what? Why don't you explain to me now what that would look like? But God would tell you the same thing Jesus said. Your mistake is that you don't understand or know the scripture. And you don't yet know the power of God, which is God do what only you can do. God will sort all these things out. God already has a plan. God's not concerned about our government. In fact, you know, listen, at the end of the day, God in the Old Testament, the people of God, went to God and said, God, give us a king. God says, like, listen, man, you don't need a king, man. You can come directly to me. But because the people wanted a king, God gave them a king. Well, okay, now we're thousands of years later, and we still have a king. And listen, we as people of God want to have the answers to, well, what about this, or what about that, and we have this transition of power, and how is this going to work for this, or that, or the other, and blah, 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 blah. Listen, God appoints our leaders. That's what the Word of God says, right? God, if, if you oppose the leader, you're still supposed to pray for your enemies, Amen. So don't get caught up in the this's and that's and the other and then how's this going to work out and try to get it all figured out like these Sadducees were. Just understand that you don't want to make the mistake of not knowing what the Word of God says and not knowing the power of God. God, do what only you can do. God, I pray for my president. God, I pray for my pastor. God, I pray for the, the sister that said the thing to me the other day, and I didn't like it. You see, God is a God of unification. He's not a God of division. God is a God that wants to bring peace that passes all your understanding into your life, not frustration, anxiety, depression, and worry. That's not God. And so you really got to take time throughout your day to apply the promises of God or the scriptures in your life and to know that God, through those scriptures, you can do what only you can do. For my president, for, for our country, for, you know, these, 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 these maybe children that are being aborted and how all that's going to work and, and all of this kind of stuff. Listen, the state of our country, the state of 
of, of our government, the state of, of those things are not a reflection of you as a man or a woman of God, are not a reflection of the church, and are not even a reflection of who you are as a believer who is an American. And so you got to settle all that stuff, just like these Sadducees needed to get those things settled and just say, well, no, let's just depend on the Scripture, which said... You know, that there were resurrections from the dead and, and so on and so forth. And, and that these things can happen and that they can happen only by the power of God, not by your finite thinking. Hebrews 1.3 says this, The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command i serve pastor paul serves the king of kings the lord of lords i do not entertain the ideas of what's happening in the world if i sat down and i thought about all the bad stuff that happens in the world not just this country, and I you know, listen, I'm, I'm patriotic. I am an American. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in our government. I believe in all that stuff. And, but yet, there are parts of me that have been instructed by the Spirit to see things in a different way. That maybe the government sees it. That maybe my neighbor sees it. That maybe, you know, my co-worker sees it. That maybe even people in my own family see it. Maybe the people in my, in, in my own congregation see things. Listen, it's not about my opinion, your opinion. It's about the Scripture, and it is about the power of God, and it is about the fact that we receive that in accordance with Hebrews 1.3, we receive that through the finished work of Jesus Christ who carries and expresses the character of God because God knows we can't do it on our own. We cannot do it on our own. I don't care how hard you work and how many times you do it and, 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 and how much you get in this world. I'm here to tell you as a man of God that whatever you accumulate in this world ain't going to go with you. And I'll also tell you that everything that you accumulate in this world is subject to change, subject to be gone, subject to be here today and gone tomorrow. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God that if you'll begin to develop the equity inside of yourself, that you'll begin to understand and apply the scriptures more than you apply, uh, you know, your feelings toward a, a circumstance which is limited and is going to change. And here you've got the word of God which will endure forever and ever and ever. You got to make that choice in that moment, and you got to say, "Listen, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world." Whatever's out there should not be influencing what's in here. What's in here should be influencing what's out there. In order to do that, you're going to need the power of God in your life. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not just a bunch of talk. It's living by God's power. So we have an earthly kingdom and we have a heavenly kingdom. 
the kingdom of God is not just a bunch of us people coming together and talking about just a bunch of stuff. It is the activation of the kingdom of God in your life, which Jesus clearly said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm here to tell you about the spirit of God. It is for the purpose of living by what God can only do. And that is a difficult thing sometimes, you know, to be looking at your circumstances, looking at your situations, you're up to your eyeballs in negative emotion about it, you, you don't see any opportunity for it to change, you become frustrated in that thing, and now you're completely distracted from the Word of God, from the power of God, and from that mighty power of God to be expressed in and through your life. You're no longer living in the supernatural, you're living in the natural. And you're wondering why things are the way they are. Most of it is because of your choice to see things the way they are, rather than your choice to walk by faith, and I mean in power and dominion and authority and abundance, and understand that you have the favor of God, the blessing of God in your life, and that, listen, at the end of the day, everything is going to play out exactly the way God intends for it to play out. It is going to come to the end times. It is going to be a godless society. There will only be a remnant left. We're not even close. Close to that today. But we as Christians have the power to live in this world in a way that can influence others where it's not just a bunch of chatter. But it's power. Power that God can only give. Power that God can only release in and through your life. Good stuff. Second Peter 1, 3 through 4. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a regular life? No. For living a godly life. God, is through His divine power, has given you everything to live a godly life. A kingdom life. We have received all this by coming to know Him. We talked about that last week. The one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence activated, right, to create that atmosphere. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you I love that way that is said. These are the promises that enable you to share in His divine nature. The divine, right? The power of God. The, the works that only God can do. You get to be enabled to share in that in your life. This is, this is the, the need for Christ. This is what your Christian walk should be all about. And it says, in escape the world's corruption caused by human desire, caused by linear thinking, caused by fixed thinking, caused by rationale. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta 
figure this thing out. I mean, we gotta, we got to do this and that and the other. And again, you, you do have requirements to do all that you know to do, but you also have requirements to stand there for and say, God, do what only you can do, and God will perform it. And I've read you many scriptures tonight to help you understand that and bring it into your life as well. I'm going to close with this scripture, Deuteronomy 8, 12 through 18. For when you have become full and prosperous it's, and have built fine homes to live in, when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who did what only God could do to bring you to that point who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with, his, with, with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it, hit, where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth on my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant He confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. So when things start going great as a result of, of acknowledging God do what only you can do, don't fall back into the same pit. Don't fall back into the same circumstance where you start to lean on, well, look what I have done. No, look what the Lord has has done and acknowledge that all the days of your life and he will make your path straight he will cause you to become everything he wants you to become not so you can have you know all these accolades but so that you you can be a light that is shining in a dark place that can say hey it's no longer me who lives it's the Christ that lives inside of me it is the thing that God does that only he can do and all I am is a willing vessel all I am is the instrument in his hand and he will do what he says he will do just be careful like that scripture says that you don't take credit for what God has done and what only he could do in and through your life. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. We thank you, Father God, for doing what only you can do. God, touch every area of our lives, God. Reframe our rules of our minds. Free us, Father God, of, of, of the things that we try to figure out and begin to orchestrate by your Spirit, Father God, what only you can do. We give you our lives afresh and new. Maybe someone out there says, I need to get my life right with Jesus Christ and I need to do it today. Well, this is your opportunity. Just say this prayer together with me by faith and know that God is going to do what only God can do through this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live in me. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen and amen. Listen, your salvation is not about what you could do other than that prayer by faith. Now begin to walk and do all that you know to do and begin to declare over your life that God, I want you to do what only you can do and he will do it. I want to invite everybody to Sunday service, 9 and 10.30. We continue to offer two services so that you can have plenty of room to be seated uh, and be safe here at this church. And uh, we just want to encourage as many of you as possible to come here and participate in what's actually happening in the church. The Bible says we're to gather together, and certainly we can do this through live stream and video, but even better if we can come together in person. So we'd love to see you. Pastor Barb will have an amazing message just for you. Until next time, God bless you all.